The Maple Leafs ended 2023 with a bang, and not in a good way. They lost both games in this weekend's back-to-back to finish off the 2023 calendar and made a major move between the pipes by placing Ilya Samsonov on waivers. What does this mean for him and the Leafs moving forward, and what options does Toronto have in net? We'll get into all of that and more on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast uh, hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano. And typically we got Dave Morissuti with us, but uh, he's on vacation right now with the family somewhere, probably a couple cocktails deep in the Caribbean as he's out on uh, a Caribbean cruise right now and join the new year. Uh, happy new year to everybody. It's now 2024. 2023 was a good year 2024 hopefully going to be the best year yet um today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase before we kind of got into uh before we get into the news about what's going on i do just want to thank everybody for you know the amazing year that dave and i just had on this show we just went through and found out what our entire streaming numbers were and our downloads for the podcast and honestly it's it's incredible the growth that we had over the year 2023 thanks to you guys the listeners um was unbelievable the milestones that we were able to achieve this year was not you know what we were expecting it, it far surpassed our expectations i'm going to show you guys i i posted this on our lockdown leaves twitter page um just you know some of the numbers that we had the audio downloads for us this year 677,856 which is up 69% from 2022 look at the youtube views that we had this year 666,564 youtube views up 100% from last year and that's a grand total when you add in your views and your downloads 1,344,000 420 unbelievable I, I i i can't thank you guys enough dave and i both thank you guys so so much for uh for just those outstanding numbers and you know you guys were coming back to to listen to us each and every day monday through friday you know through the season and you know we're one of the few people that don't take the the break in the summer i know we shortened down to just three shows a week during the summer and the off season but we're still pumping out content uh regularly and keeping up to date with what's going on. So, uh, you know, we will continue to do that through 2024 and, uh, hopefully you guys, uh, continue to, to consume the content the way that you have and, you know, be a friend, share it with a friend. Uh, that'd be great too. Cause we want to, you know, take off with this bad boy. Um, especially you look at, you know, Leafs lunch was something that I was a part of last year and the last couple of years with TSN, it's no longer there. And I think maybe that has something to do with the, with the numbers that we've seen is, is there's not, you know, that was a go-to spot for people to get Leafs content. And some people followed me over here to lockdown leaf. So I really do appreciate that. And it's, it is kind of cool. Like really story time before we get into the podcast. And I apologize for getting sappy and whatnot just to start out the new year. 
but it's, you know, the new year allows you to reflect on what has happened in the past and, you know, makes you think, okay, what do I want to do moving forward? And now I was thinking about when I started this podcast, this, this was years ago, back in 2019, 2020. If you're new to the podcast, you might not have known that this pod has been around that long, but it has. And I know there are some day oneers out there. Cause I, I got people who message me and tell me all the time, been listening since day one, been listening since the Babcock era. Like that's how long this podcast has been around. Mike Babcock was still the coach when we started this bad boy. Um, and at the time we were getting like, huh, hundred. 200 views you know I, I i we weren't you know growing that much but over the course of the last i would say year and a half really since you know dave came into the fold and then we moved over to to, to youtube it's really expanded our uh, our audience and uh, i think it's it's been great for the brand and great for the product and for us to go from or for myself rather i did it for for by myself for many years to go from like 100, 200 downloads per episode to now thousands of downloads per episode. And we just topped the million mark for 2023, 1.3 million uh, views and downloads between all of our platforms. It's, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And I got you guys to thank obviously as the listeners uh, of the pod for, you know, being dedicated to, to consuming the content and hopefully we can continue to do so moving forward into 2024. Now, we can get into what everyone came for, to, for on today's show, and that's what's going on with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, big news over the weekend, and that's what we're going to start with. Obviously, uh, we all heard that Ilya Samsonov was placed on waivers on Sunday. He then cleared waivers Monday afternoon and has officially been assigned to the Toronto Marley's uh, look, this is a move that we all kind of not that we saw it coming. I suppose it, it's kind of, it's not that uh, we don't see it happen that often. We did see it happen with Jack Campbell earlier this year. So maybe now it's like, okay, this is, you know, something that people are doing, but Ilya Samsonov uh, has been sent down to the Marley's and a subsequent move was to call up Dennis Hildeby, who's now with the team in California and presumably will get some playing time here. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. But what is notable is that this could have just been a conditioning stint. Like he could have just got sent down there for a two week stretch so they could try and fix some work on uh, what they need to, and then call him up once that two week timeline is over. This kind of tells me when they decided to fully put him on waivers, a, they exposed him and they thought to themselves, if he gets picked up, we don't care. Like that's also what that says. Um, you know, if, if he, if he goes, okay, whatever. Now we save all that cap space. No one was ever going to pick up a goalie. He's got an eight sixty eight percentage. So I don't think the Leafs were really all that worried about it. Um, but what it does say is, you know, they think that this may take more than two weeks to fix the issue. Uh, so they send him down on waivers and now he's kind of down in the minors um, for an undisclosed amount of time. There's no set timeline or a date for when he has to return. Unlike which would have been the case if he was sent on a conditioning stint, which some people were suggesting. So I think it is notable that this was a, a legitimate waivers um roster move as opposed to in conditioning stint and that's just something that uh, i did want to point out um it's really been a, a fall from grace for this guy uh it, look I, I the last few games here have been awful and he was given that opportunity you know to try and get back uh get back the net and try and get back uh uh, in st louis or st louis in columbus this past weekend and 
it just it all fell apart once again and 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 once you know he allowed one two three it just continued to tumble and they get a couple of terrible goals that are going like adam fantilli scoring from you know 50 feet from the out from the half wall basically 45 feet like it just it got ugly a couple of bad goals there uh again from samsonov in that game and it, it was kind of the last draw you heard the coach come out and say hey this is the nhl and you know, we, we got to get saves at the end of the day. And, and you know, he, he did mention tree living's going to, you know, he'll have to do what, what has to be done to, 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 you know, have this team succeed. They're mired in a bit of a losing streak right now. They're, they're giving up points because of this guy. Like you score five goals on the road, you should win that hockey game. And, and that's exactly what happened with, uh, with, with the blue jackets the other night. So really tough game for Samsonov. And clearly it was the last straw for, uh, for the coaching staff and, and for tree living kind of losing trust in this guy. And, and now they want to try and rebuild him because again, they're sending him down to the minors and, and the whole point of doing so is to try and get him back to being what he was. Um, he, according to Kevin weeks though, they're going to use all of their resources to try and build them back up. And apparently he's not even expected to really play anytime soon. I wonder if that's maybe them learning from the Jack Campbell situation where they sent him down to Bakersfield and he didn't really put up good numbers. And, and maybe that all just made it worse. Not great for his confidence to be allowing four or five goals against in, in AHL games. So maybe they say, we don't really want that to be the case. Let's try and send him down and just try and rehabilitate him, get a lot of practice time in and not worry to be worried about, okay, he has to play games. Like remember before that Buffalo game, uh, the, the quote from Sheldon Keefe when he announced, he was announced as starter was, well, he's got to play at some point. Like he, he's got to play a game. Well, if he's not on the roster, they don't have to play him. They can play somebody else now. And that's kind of the whole reason why they elected to do this so that, you know, they're not just going to ride Martin Jones into the ground. They've got a back-to-back coming up this week and, and they don't have to now, you know, use him both times or they don't have to put Samsonov out there again to get shelled. Um, this is what Sheldon Keefe had to say uh, on his thoughts on the roster move here to send Samsonov down to the minors. He said, quote, from my perspective, he's a good goalie that has played a lot of hockey for us, and we have to do all we can to try and get him back. Um, so that's that's what they're going to try and do, right? They're going to send him down to the minors. They're going to be using all of their resources to try and get him to feel comfortable again, to get him out of his own head. Like, he's lost all his confidence right now. If you go back and you listen to the interviews that he's doing post game, he's not in the right state of mind. Uh, he he He's just not playing good hockey. He knows it. And he is consistently, you know, kicking himself while he's down. So I think it's good for him to just kind of get away from, from the team, from the media, focus on him and maybe he can get back up here. I, I don't know if he will or not. It really, if he's playing anywhere near uh, how bad he was prior to this demotion, Definitely not. Like there has to be some significant improvements. I think for Samsonov to to reestablish himself as an NHLer this year, may he get more opportunities elsewhere, perhaps. But I don't know. It might be soured here in Toronto. You look at the last four games where he's been given opportunities to work himself out of this funk, and he's allowed four goals, six goals. 
five goals and then six goals again this weekend. And that's not even against good teams like or good offenses. Like we're talking about the Islanders. We're talking about the Sabres. We're talking about the Columbus freaking Blue Jackets. Like these aren't top tier teams. It's not like, you know, tonight they're going into LA and LA's putting up a six spot. No, like the, these are, you know, teams that aren't great. I mean, they had the decision. Okay. Are we going to start Samsonov on Friday on day one of the back-to-back or on Saturday, day two, the back-to-back against Carolina. They opted to throw him out there on Friday. They gave him five goals. They gave him a lead, and he pissed it away. So it, it's it's a bad situation right now. It's gone from bad to worse, and it's gotten to a point where you know the Leafs just sit there and say to themselves, I don't think we can stroll him back out there. It's not fair to him, and mentally it's, it's, it's gotten to a point where it's kind of sad to watch. Uh, and also it's not fair to the team. That that consistently is going out there and, and winning games, like playing well, but then you have one little tiny slip up. And, well, I shouldn't say little tiny. They're, they haven't helped him out a whole lot. I will say that. But still, when you score five goals in a game, you should be able to win. You score five goals and you only allow 21 shots, you should definitely win that game. And that didn't happen on Saturday. So kind of the last straw. You look at his numbers this year. He's got an 862 save percentage, a 394 goals against, and he leads the entire league in goals allowed above expected. 13.3 goals allowed above expected. He's allowing over a full goal per game above expectation. So if you want to sit here and say, well, the defense hasn't played well, sure, that may be the case, but even how poor the defense is playing, he's still allowing a full goal against more uh, than should be based off of the way that the defense is playing. So. It's not good for Samsonov. He's going to go down to the minors. Uh, the Leafs will, if you want to look at it from a, a positive, a cap perspective, this does allow them to bury $1.15 million of his contract uh, in the minors. And considering Hildeby makes, uh, I think he's making probably close to league men, maybe like nine twenty-five. It opens up a little bit of space, essentially, <clears throat> for him to, uh, to for the Leafs to get a little bit more space, uh, but still have a little bit of his money against uh, against the cap. Looks like it'll be two point four million against, but they can save one point one five by sending him down to the minors. Uh, is he going to be back with the team at some point? I I do not know that. I I, I obviously uh, am not privy to anything here. I, I think they believe that he could uh, come back and be a, a productive goalie like he was by most metrics a top 10 goaltender in the league last year and the last no last thing i'll say on this before we kind of move on to to what's next here um he was a top 10 goalie in the league last year yes and brad Trilliving could have paid him like i don't think anyone would have batted an eye if he signed you know a, a four four and a half year deal at like four four five years maybe i don't think anybody would bat an eye right a four by four for samsonov coming off the year that he had last year where he was uh, a 919 save percentage goaltender 233 goals against he had 18 goals saved above expectation which was top 10 in the nhl like he had real solid numbers last year so he could have uh given him a big contract similarly to what happened with jack campbell when he went to edmonton he didn't uh he only he took him to arbitration he fought to get his little money as possible actually um to sign him to a contract and only does sign him to a one-year deal and that might have been the best move that tree living made all off season was opting to do that as opposed to giving him a, a long-term extension after just one uh, prove it year in toronto so 
as it stands right now, uh, that's, uh, you know, a, a bit of a golf clap for Brad Tree Living on that move there. Um, so what's the situation like in Toronto now? Well, Joseph Wall is still out to injury and expected to still be out for quite some time. And now with Samsonov rebuilding himself in the minors. Well, we'll get into all of that on the other side. You're listening to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. You get some live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tabs. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find your popular parlays and so much more. If you like the Leafs tonight, potentially you could put down a a wager, 5 bucks on uh, the Leafs tonight against the Kings, maybe an anytime goal. From Austin Matthews, you can make any wagers like that over on FanDuel. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano, the host of Locked On Leafs, Dave Morissuti. Uh, not here for the week. He's out on vacation, enjoying himself with the family. Uh, little New Year's cruise that he is uh, out embarking on. And I'm sure he's, you know, a couple cocktails deep at this point. We're recording uh, while well, I'm recording like near midnight Monday going into Tuesday. So I would imagine he's having himself a good time here on New Year's. I did see a, a Snapchat, a couple of Instagram photos. He's He's certainly enjoying himself. Uh, not enjoying himself, obviously, is Ilya Samsonov with him uh, out of, well, off of the Maple Leafs roster. He's been sent down to the minors. What is the plan now in net for Toronto? Um, does not sound like Joseph Wall is uh, close to returning anytime soon. So Martin Jones is going to be the guy right now. Like that's, that's just what's going to happen. We're going to see Martin Jones in net, uh, for, for quite some time. In the meantime, the team did call up Dennis Hildeby and, uh, or the Hildebeast, as we like to call him a, a terrific nickname. We got the brick wall and we got the Hildebeast, two young up and coming goaltenders drafted and developed by the Maple. Beliefs. Uh, he is joining the team um, for this California road trip, and there's a back to back. There's one tonight in LA, and then tomorrow night they're going to be in uh, in 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 Anaheim. I could totally see him getting that game. It 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 makes the most sense realistically. You give Martin Jones uh, his his revenge game against the LA Kings, a team that drafted him and then later traded him uh, when they you know well makes sense. Jonathan Quick was their guy, a franchise goaltender, and they got a pretty good haul for him. But they drafted him and then trade him away. So he's going to prove, hey, I, I I turned out to be a pretty good goaltender. You give him that game. And then tomorrow night you get Hildeby with uh, against Anaheim. You know, a bit of a, a you know a younger team, a team that's not playing that great. Uh, potentially a bit of a not potentially it, it should be an easier contest than LA. And then the Sharks on the weekend, uh, another revenge game for Martin Jones, who spent many times uh, or many years with San Jose and, and took him to a Stanley Cup final and, and lost. But uh, 
that's how I would see this goaltending scenario shaping up for uh, the rest of the week, I would say. Um, but we know we're going to get in, in Martin Jones, right? Like he's a solid veteran who he'll step up uh, when, when need be. He's played okay for Toronto so far. I didn't think he gave up a couple of weak five hole goals this past weekend, like that opening goal from Michael Bunting, which we all <laughs> knew was going to happen, right? Former Maple Leaf, GCA born guy, coming playing his first game against Toronto at Scotiabank Arena. Of course, he was going to score. If you didn't lay an anytime goal prop on Michael Bunting, you missed out on a prime opportunity because it was destined to happen. And it happened pretty darn quick uh, on the power play there. Um, but a couple of the goals that he allowed, uh, I thought, were kind of weak in terms of, you know, being right through the legs, uh, you know, five hole goal. So hopefully that gets cleaned up moving forward. Um, but he's a long time veteran and he has the durability to take on a larger workload if needed. And, and right now it's it's needed. It's been needed since Joseph Wall went out with Sam. Nav being nearly unplayable, basically. And every time they do put him in the net, we always come back saying, all right, well, Jones needs to now take care of business the rest of the way. And I think he ended up with like two more starts, Samsonov did before finally they pulled shoot on that. So um I, I think it'll end up being Jones for a majority of it. But um I don't think that he's going to play all the games. Like I I really do think that they're going to give Dennis Hill to be an opportunity. Like the Hill to Beast. I, like, here's the thing. Here, here's what you got to know about this kid. So, yes, he was a 2022 fourth-round draft pick. And, I mean, typically that would be insane to think a goaltender who was a 2022 fourth-rounder would be ready for the NHL at this point in his career. The difference between Hildeby and every other 2022 draft pick is Hildeby was a, a, a double overager. Um, I'm not sure how many there were, but like, he might have been the oldest player drafted in that class like he's not a 19 year old like fraser minton is who was their first round pick from that year um he's 22 years old and, and look 22 is that a little young for a goalie to be making you know his his debut in the pros yeah like we see devin levi he's 22 and he's kind of struggled in his first season uh with buffalo this year down in the minors so we, we've seen you know this not go so well for a lot of young guys uh, dustin wolf has been called up and it hasn't gone great for him in the few games that he's played for calgary and um overall i, I went and i looked into the numbers and it's not you know uncommon to see 22 year olds get a, a shot in the nhl there was 13 of them last year who played at least the game got at least one start uh, at the nhl level so you know, like I said, he's, he's not a traditional 2022 pick because he's 22 years old, not 19. Um, so the age, I think, allows this to make a little bit more sense. He's a big dude, six foot seven, 225 pounds. So he takes up a lot of the net. Um, I think I saw stats and he'd be the biggest goalie in the NHL uh, once he makes the start, uh, which is, you know, hilarious to see. Um he was a beast when he was in Sweden. And that's ultimately what led to him being drafted by Toronto. He killed it in the Swedish junior league uh, as a teenager and then ended up making 28 starts in the SHL's, uh, you know, the, the top tier league, the Swedish league over the past couple of seasons here. And he combined for a 219 goals against and a 921 save percentage with four shutouts before finally coming over this year and starting his North American pro hockey career. But that just goes to to show like he's 
been playing pro hockey for the last three years. So, yes, it's his first season in North America. It's his first season in the AHL. But he's played pro hockey. He's played against men. He's played against guys who, you know, are strong and can shoot the puck. You know what I mean? Like, he's played against uh, top talent. Uh, not NHL-level talent, obviously. It's the number one league in the world. But he still has played against fully developed and matured uh, men, which is exactly what he'll be doing uh, once he gets up here into the NHL. Uh, but he's been outstanding this year in his first season uh, with the Marlies in, in North America on North American ice, uh, a two twenty two a two twenty goals against average rather, and a nine nineteen save percentage with the Marlies this season. So he's been fantastic for them. Um, unfortunately, the Marlies haven't been able to win a lot of games while he's been in net because they're just not scoring a whole lot when he's in net, so not getting much run support. But I mean, those numbers individually are are, are quite outstanding uh for the minor leagues because you know sometimes things break down and you don't quite get those unbelievable stats and, and they don't look as rosy in the minors sometimes because the the defensive play is a little subpar so we'll see if he can translate those numbers into the nhl like if you recall joseph wall had a terrific start to the ahl season last year before we're getting called up to the NHL and that did translate into NHL success. So, you know, you, you never do do know goalies are voodoo. Everybody's different, but just one year ago, you know, a young Joseph wall, who I think was what 24 at the time he got his first call up to the NHL came up, played really well, right? A couple years ago, actually came up and ended up having to make a start in, in New York and got a shutout at like 24 years old. That's at, or at 23 years old. Now I think about it. I think it was 23. So not all that different, not much older than what Hildeby is right now. And and Joseph Wall had injury issues and he came from the collegiate uh, ranks. So, you know, didn't have as many pro games in his back pocket as Hildeby has had when he made his first start. So, you know, I, I think that it's very possible that Hildeby is just a good goalie and he just needs an opportunity. Will this be a situation where he comes up and he wins a job for Martin Jones and, and, and becomes the guy? And then it's, you know, the Hilda Beast and, and the Great Wool show the rest of the way? I doubt it. Like, I, they probably would still prefer uh, that, you know, they don't ruin him, you know, and, and I think he would be better suited to develop in the minors. Uh, but that said, I, I think that there's a, a chance for him to show that he can still be a decent goalie, uh, a, a, that he can play NHL minutes at the very least. You now he's crushing it in the American Hockey League, and, and I know there's there's a big difference. It's a big leap, but uh, if you know the Leafs themselves can buy in and and help this guy and play solid, uh, not give up a whole lot, similarly to what we saw happen over the weekend. I, I think if they can keep it to like low event hockey, then Hilda beast could be a competent uh, NHL goaltender uh, for them right now. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think he's going to get the start. And like I said, tomorrow against the ducks, uh, Marty Jones, probably going to get the start tonight against the LA Kings uh, on the other side. We could have a discussion about who else maybe could be available. Like if Hildeby isn't ready and Hildeby shows that he is, you know, not capable of coming up and, and playing NHL minutes quite yet. You're still getting very inconsistent play and they don't want to ruin his development. So they want to try and send him back down. Well, who else might be available? If Joseph Wall's not ready to go, if Ilya Samsonov isn't ready to go, it's Martin Jones and who else? I've got a list of guys 
that I will get to on the other side. You're listening to the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you buy your tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from receipt, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets with zone deals you can pick the section game time picks the seats for big time savings and game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for last game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms again apply again create an account Redeem the code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano, and I am hosting by myself today. It's been a while since I've done a solo show, uh, I might add, since, since Dave's been back. There hasn't been, or since Dave has come on the show about a year and a half ago. Uh, actually, I think it's almost been. Maybe almost two full years with Dave at the helm. Now that I think about it, time's going by fast. I think he joined in February 2022. So yeah, we're going up on two full years since uh, Dave has joined me. So it's I've only done maybe a handful of solo shows since then. So bear with me if I'm jabbering and talking a little bit too much. I, I tend to do that a little bit. Uh, and we're already going quite long with this podcast. But hey. It's uh, it's it's not every day that you get big news like what happened with Samsonov over the weekend that gives you just a lot to talk about. There's a lot of meat on the bone there, um, and you know some more meat that we could kind of pull of it is okay. Well, if not Hildeby, if he proves to not be the guy, if not Martin Jones, if not uh, Joseph Wall, if he's not healthy, and if Ilya Samsonov just doesn't fix himself, unfortunately, and you know they they feel like they can't trust him back out there, uh, who else could they potentially go out and get? Um, I think there's like two two options really. There's two avenues, I should say. Uh, they could try and go and get like a legitimate starter. I think there are a couple that might be available potentially if you're willing to pay for it. Um, and I think that those. I don't necessarily think that is the answer, uh, but they are options. I'll just kind of throw them out there. But potentially like a Jacob Markstrom, for example, out in Calgary, could he be available? He's got three years left on his deal, uh, $6 million per. And the reason why he might be available isn't because, you know, they think he's doing poorly or they want to move on from him. They've got a couple other goaltenders that they might, you know, want to start playing a bit more. Like they've got Dan Vladar signed to a long-term deal. He's someone else that'll come up in just a moment. Uh, but they also got this kid, Dustin Wolf, who's down in the minors and he's just putting up stupid numbers. He did come up, had a cup of coffee with the team. His numbers didn't look glowing to be quite honest with you so maybe they're not quite ready yet after that call up uh and then later send down um when marchstrom got back and was healthy uh so maybe they're not ready to give him nhl minutes quite yet which maybe means that these two aren't available or, or at least marchstrom might not be available maybe they just want to make maybe vladar would be more so 
uh, easier to acquire because then Wolf can be the number two, uh, and, and Marsham can be that, you know, steady Eddie. 55 game type of goaltender uh, but that is one option uh you know john gibson would be kind of in the same boat we've talked about him a lot on this podcast leafs nation has talked about him a lot his numbers have gone down a lot like immensely uh over the course of the last three years they just continue to trend down he is not playing great hockey like let's let's face it he's been you know a a, a sub 900 save percentage goaltender he's been high mid threes in the goals against and his goal saved above expectation has been in the gutter as well uh you know over the last few seasons i get it he's playing in front of a bad team but that's why when you look at those you know, goals above expectation that kind of filters out and averages out defense. It's still not great. Right. So, you know, Gibson plus he's making 6.4 million. I don't know if I'd be willing to go there, but I know he's a name that a lot of Leaf fans typically bring up when, uh, when talking about trading for a, a bonafide number one goaltender, UC Soros is also an interesting name. Now I only bring him up because, um, you know, he's got two more years left on his deal. I have no idea if Saros wants to stay in Nashville or if he'd want to go somewhere else, get a payday and potentially compete for a cup. But I, 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 you know, he's, he's, he's so good. He's such a good goaltender. He's one of the more underrated goalies in the league. He's consistently like top five goalie material each and every year. Um, And, and he's got two years left at 5 million. I, I would probably look and, and pick up the phone and call Nashville and say, hey, what would you want for this guy? Because he's maybe the one goalie that I believe I would uh, like part with some serious assets to go out and acquire. Because that is a number one goaltender. That is a guy who will play a 55, 60 games and, and be an absolute stud. He's been proven to, to play, you know, some playoff hockey as well. He's got experience. So UC Saros would be maybe the guy who I'd be willing to, to spend the most to go out and acquire. Not sure if he's available, uh, but they do have a young guy. And in Yaroslav Askarov, they took in the first round a few years back. He just had a shutout this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So they like him. Uh, and Kevin Lankinen's a backup that they have. Potentially a Lankinen maybe could be another option. But, um, you know, UC Saros would be a very interesting dude if they could acquire him. Uh, a couple of, like, the backup options uh, that I've kind of gone through and, and you know, gone through Cap Friendly and said, okay, well, who's out there potentially – uh, that would make some sense. Uh, like if Joe, maybe someone who could compete with Martin Jones for the backup role when, when Joseph Wall gets back and someone who could be you no know, a 1A, 1B type of player with Jones until it, we get, you know, a full stable of goaltenders back here with Toronto. So the list of names I've come up with, Jake Allen, that guy's uh, played out in Montreal for a few years. He's got a couple of years left on his deal. A little bit high of a cap hit, 3.85. Like that's higher than than Samsonov. Uh, I'm not sure if that's one that I love, but it is an option. And, and I mean, if they retain money on that, you do have a backup, I guess, for a couple of years in Jake Allen. So there's potential there. Anton Forsberg, another situation out in Ottawa. Uh, could they potentially want to, you know, move on from him if they believe Corpusalo was their goaltender uh, moving forward. They did just pay him four by four. Uh, Forsberg has two years on his deal at 2.75 million. So potentially that's an option. The Lion King is an option as well. Uh, he's an interesting player. He's actually been playing really, really well for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, he's only making 900K. He's he signed a two-year deal this offseason. 
Uh, and he's got a 920 save percentage in like 12 or 13 games or something like that for Detroit. So he's playing really well. Um, so that's an interesting name that that I would maybe consider for the Maple Leafs to come in and kind of be a, you know, a number three, essentially, you know, someone who could basically be another Martin Jones, which is kind of what they're going to need at some point. Uh, we talked about Dan Vladar briefly when I brought up Markstrom. He's another guy. He's got two years left at 2.2 million. He's kind of young. He's someone who could come in and compete and be a backup. And, and you know, if you, if the Leafs want to go in a one, a one B direction, I think Dan Vladar makes sense, you know, for future wise, he's only like, 25 26 so him and joseph wall relatively the same age uh you know they could they could definitely split the net uh you know for for a while here and both would be under contract for for two years so that's uh, an interesting name if the flames are looking to move one of their two veteran goaltenders vladar could be one that could be brought in and uh, how about optimus rhyme james reimer another potential option uh, for the Maple Leafs. I know, you know, Reimer's a, a, a fan favorite here in Toronto, but he's actually, you know, he's he's been okay out in Detroit, but they've got three goalies right now that they're kind of going through and, and playing. So i guessing they would probably be willing to move on from one of them, whether it's Lyon or whether it's Reimer. Um, I'm trying to remember, Billy Huso's the other guy they got out there. I don't know if Huso's the player for Toronto. Makes a little bit too much money, in my opinion. But one of those two could be an option. And I, I would probably make a phone call because, again, it's tough to carry three goalies. And that's exactly what Detroit's doing right now. Plus, that's a team that's lost like eight of the last ten games. They're they're <laughs> going in a steep decline, which is not great, which is also why you're hearing rumors of potentially uh, Patrick Kane could be shopped at the deadline if they continue to lose games here. Uh, so one of those two potentially could be an option, uh, you know, should the Leafs decide to dip into the backup goalie market to try and, you know, boost that position if Samsonov is is a no-go, right? Because now all of a sudden you got to replace Jones, your number three, if you feel that Hildeby isn't ready to go. So that's kind of what that list of names was supposed to do, either replace or compete with Martin Jones as uh, as the number three slash number two goaltender for the the, the Leafs assuming that this is the end of the road for Ilya Samsonov. I'm curious as you hear your thoughts. If, if any of those names interest you, is this the end of Samsonov? Do you think Samsonov should get another opportunity? Uh, like, where are you at with this whole goaltending situation in Toronto? Because it is a fascinating one. Uh, goalie is always a interesting situation here uh, in, in Toronto, but... Um, I, I think that it's something that will have to play out over the course of the next, you know, six weeks or so till we get to the uh, the trade deadline. It's it's going to come up a lot sooner than you than you think. I think we're you know two months till the deadline, but you know, sometimes you, you get some early movement and maybe we see a, a deal come in sooner rather than later. Um, but for now, it's it's Martin Jones and it's the Hilda Beast. And I'm excited uh, to, to see what they can do, right? The Leafs, they go out on their California road trip, begins tonight in L.A. It sounds like Martin Jones is going to get the start. He should get the start tonight, you know, drafted by the, uh, the, the L.A. Kings, so it makes some sense. I believe David Camp will be returning to the lineup. I didn't like that move, by the way. Um, you know, sitting David Camp against the Hurricanes, knowing that, he is your best penalty killer, and the Hurricanes literally had the number one power play over the course of the last like 
three weeks. Uh, they've been unbelievable. They're operating like 50% over the last like seven games or something like that. So it was really strange uh, to, you know, sit him of all people against the Canes. But regardless, I think that he's going to be back in into this this game tonight. Um, should be a good one. Should be fun. It's a 10-30 puck drop out west, man. That's what happens. You go out west, and you got to stay up and watch these hockey games. But it's all good. I will be doing that. I'm sure many of you guys will be doing that as well. But what I will do afterwards is get back on this podcast, record another show, hopefully one that's not 40 minutes this time. We'll Gonna try and keep it to you know 30 minutes or so and uh recap what happens for you guys uh tonight, Leafs and Kings. All right, that's gonna do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast and follow uh or subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow uh, the show as well at Locked On Leafs. Go ahead, leave a like. If you enjoyed this video, leave a comment down below as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. I'm curious to get your thoughts on the Samsonov situation. Is he done? Is his time over in Toronto? Or can he re- rehabilitate himself and get back to being a serviceable goaltender for the Maple Leafs? Let me know in the comment section down below or reach out to me on Twitter for that answer. Uh, I'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.